Well, hello there, and welcome back to hello. Gene and Roger Talk Movies. We're really excited you, today because it's just me and Gene. Yeah, we dumped those other guys. And so we're, we're, we're back to the original format. No, I shouldn't say that. They're cool kids. They're <laughs> right. cool cats. That's right. We were happy to have them. We're going to have lots of guests. Yeah. It's, it's kind good of, stuff. Yeah, people, more people that hear what we're doing, they want to join and say their piece or whatever. <laughs> Whether it's right or wrong, we uh, yeah. don't know. But hey, today we're doing... Uh, an interesting, uh, kind of unique film. Uh, we're doing Lake Mungo. Came out in 2008. It's an Australian film, and yeah. yes, Australians do films other than Mad Max movies. So, they do. Uh, <laughs> yes. Gene, initial thoughts on Lake Mungo. All right. So, hey, one of my definitions of horror is that's uh, two things really. Is this one aspect of horror is that there should be some deformation or abstractness of the human form. And then two, somehow the movie that calls itself horror should should make you feel uncomfortable as a person. You know, it should make you doubt your choices or it should make you think about your life, but it should make you feel uncomfortable. And a lot of movies that call themselves horror don't really accomplish one or both of those. But however, this movie definitely solid hits on both of those. <laughs> And so I would definitely call Lake Mungo a really good, solid horror movie. You know, if you're into the horror movie genre, definitely Lake Mungo is definitely a movie you've got to see. Many parts in this movie, you know, definitely see it at night. You know, the, your your hair is, is going on the back of your head and you're on your arm. And yeah, it's, it's good stuff. really like this movie. Well, and the basic premise is, and the first thing I noticed about this film, which really caught my attention, is it's kind of this... This documentary style combined with like found footage stuff, and so it's a really unique presentation for this film. Yeah. Not really so much found footage because they use a lot of film, but it was like the the brother, his name's Martin, and he shoots a lot of the film that they show. But his the process of him filming reveals a lot of things. I'll just say for right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. The basic premise is. Um, the family's out for a little swimming, fun time, picnic right. kind of thing out at this one reservoir. And the 15 or 16-year-old daughter, I cannot Alice, remember. Alice, 16. But, yeah, Alice uh, ends up drowning. Drowns. Um, and so... She goes out swimming with her brother, Martin. They mm -hmm. go far, fairly far. Martin, they decide to turn around. Martin makes it back, and Alice doesn't. Right, right. Yeah. And... Uh, the initial part of the film is kind of this documentary style thing where, um, you know, they're trying to recover the body. The family is, is in the yeah, beginning they're interviewing the, mm -hmm. the police. You know, you see um, footage from the local TV station. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's a, you're watching a PBS documentary. Right. Exactly. But it's, it's, it's really heavy at that point in the film on the, the, the grief that's, starting to overcome the, the parents and then uh, the, the brother right. and as well as how it affects some of the other members of the community there. And I really did, Gene, appreciate um, the grief aspect of this film um, because it kind of hits, I think, every possible avenue one would go down when they're going through grief. As you know, I just recently, uh, my mother just recently died. Yes, and so yes, this, this movie was very interesting because I like how the dad kept the light on at the front porch yep, yep, because, yep. hey, maybe she's going to come back. And there's this whole sequence where... Uh, the dad, they do recover Alice's body, and it's horribly bloated and, and just a right, mess. Right. But 
they have the parents have to come down and identify the body and the dad being the man has decided that it's his responsibility as the father to identify yeah, the mom, june doesn't want to she do doesn't and so there's this sequence where um the dad actually kind of chastises the mom a little bit for not having had that closure of actually seeing the corpse of her daughter. Right, very good. And I just really liked how they're just going through these stages of grief. We'll hit on it a little bit more as we talk further because the brother goes through his own stage of grief, which is uh, kind of a catalyst for a lot of what happens in this film. Right, right. But, yeah, go ahead, Gene. Yeah, uh, yeah, one of this definitely movie def- touches on, on that grief. However, there's lots of themes going on here. And I, I think, like for me, a, a bigger theme that kind of hits me is that, um, and again, kind of touch on this, is I think good horror movies, and I think the horror genre has a, a unique capability to do this, is that it could affect people, you know, in different ways. You know, for me, it kind of made me, me think, you know, about, you know, because, you know, Alice dies, but it made me think about like the whole ideas that are about our thoughts, you know, our thoughts, the way we think, the thoughts that we allow to perpetuate in our mind. These thoughts can imprison us, you know, can these thoughts, you know, determine our fate, you know, do our, do we determine our thoughts? Can we, if a thought that's negative enters our mind, can we purge our mind of such a thought? You know, because Alice Palmer... She, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but um, about midway through the movie, she's a 16-year-old girl, just popular, that her and a bunch of friends go out to Lake Mungo, and they, they're they having a good time, teen good time, right? But um, part of it, um, Alice, she's off by herself, and she sees kind of an apparition, you know, in the distance, and I, she walks over to it. And what she sees is she sees herself and she sees the, what she sees is herself as the drowned person. So I think she, in her mind, she has a a vision or she starts thinking that she's going to die. And so it just makes me wonder is that is like, as time goes on, you know, does Alice become so convinced that she's going to die is that it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, is she in control of her thoughts? You know, it's like, it just makes me think of the broader theme about how we think, you know, what do we think about, you know, are we such in control of these things? It just makes me think is that, like, it just makes me think about water safety. My own kids, it's like, we like to go, you know, canoeing and be on the water like anyone else. And you got to have life jackets. You know, my kids, is, you know, swimmers in a swim meet right now, and you know, but life preservers all the time. But Alice and Martin go out swimming without them. You know, and it's just like, is Alice kind of making it so that she can die? You know, it's just, it makes me think about a lot of, like, this kind of thought. You know, and it just makes me think, like, Roger just shared that about a person, about his family. His mom died, but my brother, you know, in 95, he committed suicide. And, and, you know, as time passes on, you kind of learn some things, you know, and I learned that he was having a conversation with his wife at the time and he had somehow decided to commit suicide and he asked her to if she would go with him and then she said no but you know i learned about these conversations years later you know and just made me think you know it makes me think about my brothers like did he somehow get in his mind that 
you know, he was going to die. So it had to happen, you know, like even like, so Alice in this movie, she had the apparition. She saw a ghost. And so it has to happen now, you know. So I don't know, a little long winded there. But no, no but that's the brilliance of this film. <laughs> right. too. It she is really is, good. Because there's this other underlying uh, thing going on where there's like this time displacement because there's yep, the, really good. the introduction of this quote unquote psychic um, that the mother starts talking to. They do a seance, things like that. But the you find out later and one of the key pieces of dialogue is they're interviewing one of Alice's friends. And I can't remember the line exactly, but it was like she kept secrets and even her secrets were secret or something like that. So she yeah, wasn't... The secrets had secrets. Yeah. Right. And right. so Alice, as the movie plays out, you start learning things that Alice was involved in that nobody else really knew. Right. Now, whether that's, hey, I'm going to be reckless now because I know I'm going to die, and so I'm, I'm just kind of being reckless, I don't know. But there was a sequence there where Alice had actually met up with this psychic, and there's this really beautiful scene at the end where what the mom is talking about and what Alice are talking about are kind of juxtaposed. And basically it's, they're in the same room at the same time, but neither one can see the other right. because they're, they're out of time right there. And it's, yeah, it's, it's at the very end of the movie and it's, yeah. it's kind of blows your mind a little bit. <laughs> yes. It's a brilliant, it's um, put together well, brilliant. Yeah, that's it. That's the thing with this movie is, People might discount it because, oh, a found footage thing or kind of this documentary thing, kind of a Blair Witch thing, whatever. That's not what this movie is. No, it's not It at is all. incredibly unique, well-acted from a bunch of non-professional actors um, and just has this tone and just this sadness and this grief, and but also this, there's a lot to think about in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um, yeah. The parents they have their grief, and of course, the the grief the first stages is a denial. And but um, almost immediately after Alice drowns, they um, they start noticing, you know, the dad Russell, he notices he hears some sounds from Alice's room, and then he hears the door closing. So right at the beginning, there's this like, they said they they rehung Alice's door, mm-hmm. you know, they went in there and checked it out. You know, but they keep hearing even after the door was rehung, you know, just so it wouldn't close on its own. You know, they kept hearing noises in there. You know, and he even relates that one time he went into the room and he was just sitting in there. And then he saw Alice walk into the room and then Alice was just like staring out the window. But then all of a sudden something happened and he knew that Alice was aware of his presence. And then Alice kind of like turned to him and yelled at him, you know, so it's like he saw Alice and and somehow along the process of grief that Martin is or that Roger's talking about. But the brother, Martin, he is a very good videographer and he starts producing these doctored videos. And these videos, he somehow he transposes an image of Alice onto these videos such that it looks like in him shooting a, a, a video that actually you can see the ghost of Alice. Like there's a lot of like footage of of Martin setting up a camera so it shoots down the hallway and you see these images walking by. But it's just like Martin created these things. It was mm-hmm. a big thing where where Martin is shooting footage from his backyard, kind of taking time-lapse things, and then all of a sudden there's Alice there. 
you know, because they, they can hear the noises in the room. And so I think it, it messes up with our grief. And then Martin created these things because I think his process of grief. And it just really caused, especially the mom. Mm -hmm. And then the mom seeks out that psychic. and Well, and I think, too, with with because the brother's idea was my mom keeps thinking that Alice is still alive somewhere. And in his mind, he was saying, well, if I do this, maybe they'll exhume the body, which she never saw the body. Only the right. dad saw the body. And there's a great scene there where the dad is saying, you know, I knew she was dead, but I was now beginning to doubt myself. Maybe it was somebody else's kid that we pulled out there because the mom was so adamant that right. maybe the kid was still alive. So they end up exhuming the body to get verifiable DNA proof that, no, it is absolutely Alice. And it is Alice. And Alice is right. dead. She is absolutely dead. And the thing I liked about that sequence, though, with the brother finally coming clean and going, I'm just making it up. You know, this is all a lie. I'm just trying to, this is my way of grieving, I guess, or whatever it is. Well, the movie doesn't stop. It keeps going because, you know what, there is an actual haunting going on here. Right. Uh, <laughs> even though these videos are being produced by Martin, that Alice is actually coming back and she's actually a ghost. Mm -hmm. But in, in Martin and him producing those videos, another theme of this movie is, is Roger brought this up, is the secrets. You know, and um, secrets, you know, they, they're they insidious because I think if, if you have secrets, this movie plays on the idea that secrets lead to harm. Like, you can't have healthy relationships if you're having secrets with these people that you claim to care about. Because secrets will cause division and harm within your, your group. And so these videos, there's one particular video that, and obviously they, they, they've examined these videos in great detail. But there's this one video where it's shot down the hall, you see this apparition walking across the hallway. But then they, they zoomed onto the, this video in this far right corner, and you could see the image of a guy. And all of a sudden, and then they look at it, and they realize, you know something? That's my neighbor. That's our next door neighbor. That's yeah. my neighbor. My neighbor is going into my house. Why isn't my neighbor going? And it brings up this whole idea of the secrets. Mm -hmm. And so they examine Alice's room, and they find this like, Roger, what is this? Like a secret passage? Yeah, Remember they take like, a panel? Yeah, she, she had dug out a little panel in the wall there and covered it up so that no one knew it was no there knew. and but they they found it and and there's this this tape this vhs the, the tape. little it's just the safe there's a little safe mm -hmm. they open it and then there's a vhs tape of course shows what the 2008 right vhs, <laughs> right, yeah, tapes. VHS tapes i mean 2008 were vhs tapes around in they, no, were they weren't they, they, they were dying still, for well, sure. they were dying for sure but it's unclear exactly when that footage right, that tape was taken because they had said that she had been babysitting that family with, for, a long know, for time. Two, two and a half years, I think it was. And it's shocking because Alice is 16, right? So it's, it's shocking they put the tape in. And what is it? It's a sex video. It's like Alice and the two people she babysits for. Are, the two adults. The two so, adults. Mm -hmm. They're doing some kind of threesome going. Yep. So this is like shocking with a minor it's just appalling you know it's just the level of, of secrets and roger i i, I kind of like what you said is that maybe alice had an apparition or thought in her mind that she's going to die so it, like i can do whatever i want mm -hmm. i don't know it's it's pretty it's not explained but the whole idea of 
that there's secrets. I, I can't imagine what the father or the mother would then think about their, their daughter, you know, because you have this certain memory, then all of a sudden there's this tape appears and the tape would just kind of pollute that memory, I would think. So, Right, and Gene, I'll right. just back that up too, though, where that's the beauty of this film again, because how many people listening to this podcast right now have some secret that they don't want anyone else to know, right. and it's locked away in a cabinet somewhere or some random thing, and you know what? We're all going to die at some point, and somebody's going to find whatever that information <laughs> is, right? You know? Right. And, and I just... And I liked how they went back to the dad after that video had been discovered. And the dad was saying, well, here's what I want to do. If I see that neighbor, I'm going to throttle him. Right. But then he segued into, you know, at the end of the day, it's sure as heck appeared consensual. Right. Even though a minor minor obviously can't do that. But it's like it wasn't like she was fighting him and getting just, you know, violently raped or anything. So he was having this, you know. Hypothesizing what the neighbor would say, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he was having this major struggle as to because right. he wanted they both the mom and the dad wanted to blame that neighbor for the fact that her their daughter had drowned. But it's just you know the proof is right there in front of you, right? Yeah, I just think that it's just the whole idea of secrets is mm-hmm. like you don't necessarily have to have a secret that's like like has a video or you know, I mean just something that you're just not sharing. Right. You know, but I think even the process of just you're keeping something and not sharing it, you're you're causing a little division between, you know, people that you should be close to or you should be closer to, you know, and um, we create these walls between ourselves. And this movie really touches on this. And, you know, and this, why do we do this? Why, why, why do we create these walls and why do we keep them up and you know, ultimately, I think it's because we're afraid. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're afraid to expose our real selves. You know, like my brother was he? He was was he? He must have been really afraid. He was scared to to share what was going on deep inside of him. You know, maybe, maybe that's it. I, I'm I'm just you know I'm just speculating here, but you know, there's something about humanity that the, well know, we gravitate towards walls and we look <clears throat> and. I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, we I think we, we, we look with admiration at people that, that are really open, that have open lives. Right, but I also think I, I liked, the again, the dad, who I think was uh, had the best dialogue in the film, really. But he was talking about how he felt really bad because this thing had happened, and now maybe his, his daughter was too embarrassed or whatever to approach him anymore. So clearly there had been some lack of communication or lack of trust with that father or, or what have you to where she couldn't come to him to say anything. Um, and I just really, that's backing up your point exactly where you're, you sometimes the wall you create is you don't go and talk to somebody who's your trusted father figure or, or whatever to alleviate whatever was going on there. Yeah. And I think going back to what I was saying about thoughts, I think our thoughts, you know, if we're not talking about them, our thoughts can just be crazy, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> it's just like if you just shared that, you know, you know, somebody could have really helped Alice. I think, yeah. you know, and, and you know, talked her to a better path. But somehow, I think this is again a condition of humanity. We, you know, we we put up walls. We don't share what's going on in our mind. We don't think about, yeah. So and it doesn't, 
it can't and it can't it can't lead to a good place it just and it just doesn't right and i again i think give this movie a shot um it is it is not a pleasant fun happy horror movie it's what horror is supposed to be and right. it's it's very disturbing and and unsettling and it like Gene said, maybe makes you feel a little uncomfortable, but it's hitting on, it's so much smarter than maybe people would give it credit yeah, for it's just, until yeah. you really start looking at the themes that are laying underneath this film. And then the, the stuff with the psychic is amazing. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, definitely give it a shot. It's well worth your time. Gene, final thoughts on Lake Mungo. Yeah, it's just like a lot of it is like at the, at the end credits, they show lots of like still photos and they kind of zoom in and you can see where Alice, she's off there in the background. Yeah. She's in that photo. You know, so I wonder if I look at some of my photos, am I going to see some of them? <laughs> well, no, I'm not. It's, it's kind of crazy. But it's an interesting idea. Other movies have um, have played with this idea. I remember I was watching them um, when I was a kid, Candyman of all things. And there was a scene where there was a, a photo, and in the room there was it was just the the two it was two women there was just two women they take a photo, and uh, into a mirror, but then again like when they were there there was just two there's a room and just them but when they t took when they developed the photo there was clearly a third person there with them in the room so, you know it just kind of it plays with that idea this this whole thing of photography and. But yeah, but ultimately this movie kind of plays it out that out that even though Martin created the videos and the, yeah, Alice was really she was there. She was there. She really was there. And it, it appears that she's kind of now trapped in that house too because the parents and the brother move away at the end, and she's still in there. Right, because there's a scene where they're leaving the house. They've cleaned it up and they're leaving, but you see Alice's image in the. In the bedroom, yeah. in the bedroom window. Yeah, definitely give this movie a chance if you haven't seen it, and let us know what you think. Gene is leaving for a couple of weeks, but he has promised us now <laughs> that we will be doing um, X when he comes back. So, is a twenty four, and it's X. It's with America's sweetheart. Well, actually, two America's sweethearts. But There's Mia Goth and Jenna Ortega in this one. And so I'm I'm broadcasting that live to everyone right now, so he can't back out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just going to say it. But one thing that you know, clearly I like the horror genre; it's cool. But one thing I don't like about the horror genre is, <laughs> my gosh, I think oftentimes it's done just done because it's cheap and it gets attention. <laughs> you just put there's a certain element and some movies, certain element of soft porn. You know, it's yeah, and I I don't like it. <laughs> You know, it's just cheap, just just for effect. You know, and um, I don't know. Roger's, Roger's favorite movie. It's an A twenty four. It's so not I'm, my favorite, but so, it's so one, I'm going to give in. I'm watching. Yes, dumb thing. I and I appreciate that, Gene. Because thanks, thanks. My hope is you'll be like, oh my god, this is a godsend. I can't believe I, was <laughs> I doubt that. Up I really long. doubt that. Anyway, we we'll see in like what it'll be like three weeks before we're yeah, back on first week in July. Yeah, so uh, we'll catch you then. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you the yeah, next time. Yeah, Mungo. Bye bye. <laughs>